Rough Greens. If you're a dog owner, you know just taking care of your pet means more than just giving him food and water. Your dog is part of the family. Uh, We've been telling you for a while how Rough Greens have changed my dog, Uno's life, for the better. Pickiest eater ever. Stu with President Miles. Yep. (laughs) Miles, my 16 or 17-year-old pug. Who he doesn't move very mm-hmm. quickly, but when he gets to, he gets when the he gets bowl, moving, he, to, he gets going. <laughs> he gets going. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this is a supplement that you put on top of whatever you feed your dog. It's full of all sorts of vitamins and minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, basically all the nutrients that you need, and also your dog needs as well. Most dogs go crazy for it, but maybe your dog isn't going to like it. That's why um, they don't want you to have to pay for uh, the, your first bag. You can get it for free. All you do is pay for shipping. Uh, just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. It's 833-GLEN-33. Call them today. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. All right. Hour two of the program. We're going to focus a bit on your money. The things that you knew about because you listen and watch this program that everybody said was a conspiracy theory, you're pretty prepared for, but the rest of your friends and neighbors have no idea. I'm going to give you a story this hour about how the SEC has decided it's going to define what ESG means and how to apply these scores. Oh, so now the federal government is is getting involved in this quote-unquote conspiracy theory. Hmm. Who would have seen that one coming? More on this and also Afghanistan in 60 seconds. So Jim lives in Arizona. He writes in about uh, uh, his experience with Relief Factory. He said, I, I used to have extreme lower back pain. Nothing that I tried really ever touched it. And then I heard about Relief Factor and decided to give it a try. Well, Relief Factor works so well that it quickly eliminated all of my pain, allowing me to function better than I ever had before. Thank you so much, Relief Factor. Jim, I have to tell you, I am so glad. I'm a little envious that you live in Arizona because, yes, while it's hot there, it's going to cool down eventually. And I've lost all hope that it's ever going to cool down here in Texas, I think we may burn up in the fires of the sun. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Jim, I've been there, pain, and I've been there now with Relief Factor, and it's better on the other side. Relief Factor, not a drug developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more after their three-week quick start. Try the three-week quick start. If it's not working for you in about three weeks, it's probably not going to work for you. So stop taking it relieffactor.com call 800-583-84 it's relieffactor.com 800-583-84 find relief
Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Hope you had a good three-day weekend. I know I know. Joe Biden's all rested up, and he's ready to go. He just said this morning, I pudding. So we have that going for us. Pudding, he said. Well, I don't well, know what else, else he things, said. He said some he other also things, said but he also said pudding, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, can, I, can we go through some of this, this news from Newsweek? That is broken over the weekend. It's so weird because I don't follow on the weekend. I don't follow social media. I don't follow anything. Mm -hmm. And I just know we were busy this weekend, you know, with Afghanistan and doing all kinds of stuff. And I got so many car, uh, got so many calls and so many text messages from people like, are you okay? Right. Is everything okay? You guys are being held hostage. One person wrote to my wife and said, I hear, I hear Glenn has been taken by the Taliban. And she responded, one could only hope. <laughs> <laughs> she does not uh, like you. Yeah, she's, uh, she's over that. She's yeah, over that whole yeah. thing. Uh, but so there was a big story that came out in Newsweek, and it's something that all, you know, tons of people in this audience are involved in because these are the people who have funded uh, all of these rescue missions in Afghanistan to try to get Americans and Christians and uh, other uh, groups out of the country so they don't get murdered by the Taliban. This minor mission that, yeah. that, that the show seems to be involved in. I have something really important to share after he stops babbling. I have something really important to share about about this, mm -hmm. about your role in this. Not you, Stu. You had nothing to do with it. You know, that, I'm... Definitely not hoping the Taliban comes and captures you. Right. I happen to be on the same team as Tanya. Team Tanya on, right. on you being captured by the Taliban. Right. Um, just just in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Taliban holds up uh, Glenn Beck's group's planes, at least 100 Americans among passengers. Okay. So let's, you want me to take this let's, line by line? Let's go line by line on this. Okay. Taliban holds up Glenn Beck's group's planes. Yes, they're holding the planes. They're not holding anyone hostage. They are holding the planes. They won't. And they're not our planes. We, we leased them from a company called Cam Air, which is, you know, their Delta over in Afghanistan. We, we lease them. It's the largest private airline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, these aren't private planes. These were chartered by us, but these are just regular passenger planes. Can I just go back a couple? I, I know you don't like doing this, but can I go back a little bit here mm -hmm. to when all of this was going on initially when the funds were being raised and reporters from places like CBS News were saying this was not happening. Just full out saying that you were not actually rescuing people. Oh, have people. you seen Snopes on this? No, haven't I seen saw Snopes. Snopes. Uh, somebody sent me Snopes last night, and I'm like, and they said, we can't confirm or deny if any of this is happening. Okay. Glenn Beck says it's happening. <laughs> you know, okay. he's, he says he's renting these planes. He says he's, he's uh, uh, you know, raised $22 million. No, I say $35 million now. Uh, and it wasn't me. It was the audience. So give credit where credit is due. Yes. And they also, though, were saying this this wasn't happening because you would. How could you possibly rescue thousands of people when you're flying them in and out six at a time in a private jet? <laughs> that was that? my favorite. Yeah, that yeah. was my favorite. Okay, that's Glenn a, Beck I, taking private jets. Who yeah. <laughs> are ridiculous? I was going to say thousands of people. There are only six six seats on those private planes. Right. So the Cam Air is a full. What seven? It's seven thirty. Boeing seven thirty sevens and Airbus three forties. 
Big. They're big. big. They're big. They're big. The big planes you see big in the planes. sky near airports. Yes. That's okay. th- These are they. Uh, at least 100 Americans are among the passengers. Yes. And I would just say at least. Um, I know how many people are on. I've been asked not to give any numbers of any shape or form uh, because the people who are actually doing all of the work uh, have just said, shut your fat mouth on numbers. <laughs> and I'm like, OK. Uh, so can I ask for a little point of clarification? here? Yeah. When this started. Your pitch on this was always to help whoever was in need that was vetted and safe to remove from the country that was in danger of dying. I mean, that's how no, I, I took my it. first my first pitch was to save the Christians because I assumed the United States government would be taking care of everyone else. Oh, that was my question, because yeah. I, I don't remember as a priority. Necess- I mean, we always would obviously help any Americans that would be involved obviously. in this. But like, how, uh, how did we... How did the Nazarene fly? They stopped flying what are called gray tails. They're, the, mm-hmm. you know, the C-141s. Right. Okay. Um, and we put some Christians and others on gray tails. Okay. When those things were flying, mm-hmm. if we didn't have a plane and the State Department would allow us, we'd say, go there. Mm-hmm. They're going to take off soon. Just get on that plane. And so they would take gray tails and then we would they would land and we would sort them out. And we go, OK, guys, you're with us. You're over here. OK, but once they stopped flying, there was no one getting on. And we didn't get a lot of people on gray tails. We we did. We did most of the heavy lifting here. Mm-hmm. But once they stopped, they have nothing. They have nothing. They have no assets. You want to get out. You have to come through people like us. Now, there's lots of organizations. I don't I want to make sure that everyone gets their credit because the United we are just I have a big mouth. And Mm. so we are Mm. we're getting news, everybody. We're getting too much credit. Others are doing astounding things as well. Although, I, you know, I don't know that you want credit right now. I no, mean, maybe, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. At some point in the that's future, it would be nice that the, the audience was acknowledged yeah. for what they've done here. That's why we. That's why they keep calling me and say, shut your fat mouth. But this is okay to go through. because Yes, I, I've, I, I've, I went through all of this line by line with the Nazarene Fund. Okay. I know exactly what I can say and not. Okay. All so right. there are four, six private charter planes seeking to evacuate these people. Are all of these planes Nazarene Fund related planes or are there other groups? So I I don't know what Newsweek means by this. I just know that we have four that were on the tarmac that this was last Tuesday that were ready to go. And the State Department shut it down. They wouldn't give us clearance. And then the Taliban, they they gave the manifest to the Taliban. Here are these people. Do you know who they are? Because we're not sure who they are. Maybe you should look at their passports and all their paperwork. Could it be, though, that they see, they saw something that alarmed them? Maybe there was somebody on no, the flight that thought was everything, bad. No, because everything goes through OFAC, which is the government agency to make sure that nothing like that happens. So we vet everyone, and then we send it to OFAC, and they look at it. Is there anyone on the list that shouldn't be flying, that shouldn't be coming over? They send it back. They say, nope, green light. Then it's got to go back to the State Department, and the State Department has the manifest, and all they have to do is just say, yep, you have our permission to take off and land. That's it. That's it. That's all they have to do. 
No. So we had those four planes and uh, they were held by the State Department for about a day. And that alerted the Taliban. And then they were all unloaded and handed over to the Taliban. Uh, Many of them. I don't know how many. I don't know how many are still around. I hope every single one. I don't know how many are around. Many are in safe houses. And I like the way people are like, oh, they're in safe houses. Oh, yeah. Like safe houses are just like a dime a dozen. You know, it's like, oh, you're in a safe house neighborhood over here. Uh, seventh floor, Holiday Inn. Those are safe rooms. Uh, that's not the way it happens. These, it's a gated community. They're yeah, fine. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not. Of course, it's going to be great. It's not like that at no? all. Okay. Uh, and some of them are in those. Others, we don't know where they went. And so we will so, only know once we can call for those who have their phones on because China and Russia are helping them track people. So now they have their paperwork so they know who they are. They know the name. All they have to do is just track the phones. So walk me through the timeline here. They, these people are told, OK, you're going to come here and get on these planes. They get to the airport. We they were, get all their all their paperwork is all set up. They get on the planes initially. Yes. They get on the planes. They're sitting on the planes, mm-hmm. ready to take off. Mm-hmm. Then the State Department basically delays it long enough that the Taliban notices. Yeah. Basically. And you had uh, four senators, two congressmen that I'm aware of. I think there were many more than that, um, but that I'm aware of were on the phone all Tuesday night. Let this plane take off. Let it. Let these planes go. Let them go. We know who's on the planes. You know who's on the planes. Let them take off. And they wouldn't. So they say in the Newsweek article that one person uh, has said that the Taliban could be attempting to shake down the airline or the State Department for money in exchange for takeoff clearance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. And I'm sure you're going to see U.S. aid go to Afghanistan that will be shakedown money. I'm sure it will happen. Mm. And it would have been harder to shake down the planes if they were already off the ground. Yes. That would have been a lot harder to do. Yes. But now that they're there. Yes. In theory, there Mm -hmm. could be some Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. back and forth. We were working on this while everyone was in Kabul. We were working on this to find other ways to get people out. And we had other ways to get them out until the uh, State Department set up a big, huge flare. It was like, hey, Taliban, you should look over here. There might be some Americans over here. Uh, So anyway, uh, that's what's happening. Uh, So uh, if you look at this, six private charter planes seeking to evacuate at least a thousand people. That number is higher than that. And it is uh, it's on four planes. Although, if I may look quickly at my notes on things I can and cannot say. (laughs) Uh, This is so hard to do. I know. Uh, we have um, we are taking every precaution we can to make sure we're transporting people the safest and most responsible way. Boy, that's a story in and of itself in that sentence. Uh, there are other planes. Uh, we are ready to fill the planes that are sitting in Mazar with uh, American citizens, green card holders, SIV holders, P1, P2 holders and other endangered Afghans. We currently have four planes paid for and ready to go. Working with Cam Air, we have the ability to quickly fill and fly out another eight to ten planes. We've had this ability for a week. A week. We've had this ability. And we are sitting, waiting for the State Department. 
Hmm. Is there more? Yeah, no, there's <laughs> yeah, there's definitely more. Um, they talk about the cost of the flights. I mean, they go into a lot of detail in the article. Yeah, and we thank them for that. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't so seem helpful. The, the Nazarene <laughs> Fund, um, I believe, talked to Newsweek and asked them, please don't print that, please don't print that, please don't print that. But Newsweek went ahead and did it. And we are, we, well, boy, those people in Afghanistan, they're grateful. They're grateful. They're grateful. I'm torn on it because I obviously don't want anything that's going to affect the mission, any attention brought to it. However, you get to these points when the State Department is doing these things, and I don't know how you stop them from doing them without attention on their actions. I know it's a uh, argument that we have internally all the time. My argument is get them. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> that's, not, that's not. not the prevailing argument. Hmm. That's not the prevailing argument. Um, but, uh, you know, I may have started the Nazarene fund. Thank God. I don't run the Nazarene fund. Uh, otherwise get them would be our slogan. And it could mean get the people in Afghanistan, get the people who are holding them back in Afghanistan and also get the people who are holding them back from Washington, DC. The Nazarene Fund, get them. I don't think that's what Jesus would have us do. Uh, let me take a quick break. It's a good slogan. It though. is, though, isn't it? Yeah. That's the Glenn Beck Fund. Get them. Uh, summer, summer is starting to give away to fall in some places. That means the leaves will soon be turning brown on the trees and golden in Texas. Everything's brown already. So we're just looking forward to being able to walk outside without immediately, you know, spontaneously catching on fire it's nice as for me i'm just looking forward to doing more of what i've been doing all along this summer and that is cooking on the Rectech. if you haven't seen what a Rectech grill can do you are missing out smart grill technology Rectech is perfect for any cooking occasion you can grill on it you can smoke on it you can even use it for baking Stu tells me the football season is starting mm. hmm didn't know True. that. Coming up in just a couple of days. What could be more perfect for game night than cooking up a bunch of awesome, delicious food? I'll be doing that. He'll be watching the game and we'll be in separate places. He's not touching my food. Rectech on all social media. Sign up for their newsletter. It's Rectech with a Q at the end. Uh, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. Ten seconds. Station ID. So now we're up over $30 million 35. raised, $35 million. Yep. Uh, we know, I don't know how many, what official numbers you can give out on this, because I think one of the things, one of the reasons why it's important to talk about this is, is how closely connected this audience is to it. Yes. You know, I, it's a lot of times we have stories in the media that are about the show or about you. And we talk about them because they just basically piss us off or whatever. But this is something different. When people want updates, they want to know that know. their money is doing something good. And they want to know if it's being prevented in cases like this. Why the hell is that happening? And, and what can we do to stop it? I, like I said, am, uh, you are lucky that your money is not in my hands. <laughs> in the hands of the get em fund. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I will say what I can say. The Nazarene fund and Mercury one would like me to make this announcement that the views held by this host are not necessarily the views of the Nazarene fund or Mercury one who are trying to get people out. 
Speaking of get them, uh, you know, may I make a prediction that uh, Blinken's going to be winking and nodding soon. I think Blinken is going to be the guy who's taking the seeing that this story is coming out. This is showing State Department is going to take the fall for all of it. And they deserve a lot of the uh, the fall, um, but not all of it. Uh, but and, and I want to make sure everybody knows there are really good people in the State Department. I, I know because I've witnessed them. There are a lot of people who are really trying to help. Um, but it's uh, many up at the very top. And uh, and I read and it might even be in this story is is Dick Blumenthal mentioned in this. I, didn't see I think he's there. I think he's angling for it. And I love him. And he is so great. And he's been so gracious and been helpful so much. And I just love him. And boy, would I be excited if he were the new State Department. <laughs> you have a history with him. I remember going oh, back. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Many years to a, an inter- interview that uh, aired on one of our TV shows. Yeah, and those Long ago. views are not necessarily the views of the Nazarene Fund. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All I'm, right. just, I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> message received mm-hmm. there. Look, I, I think at this point, you're, we're in a situation where we will work with anyone who can help Americans anyone. and uh, special immigrant visas. And by the way, we doesn't get mentioned enough. Green card holders, permanent U.S. residents, not necessarily. We can't vote. Look, get yourself to the border. There's thousands Just of permanent U.S. residents that are not citizens, Whatever. but green card holders Whatever. in this country as well. Yeah whatever Something just get important. yourself to the border i don't mean the border of afghanistan just get yourself to the southern border anybody can come in <laughs> anybody anybody we're welcoming everybody hey looks like you gained some uh some weight since i saw you last oh no suicide vest come on in come on in anybody can get across our border but we want to make sure in afghanistan Unfortunately, the green card holders can't get on a plane. Unfortunately, if you get to the border of Afghanistan, they seem to actually have border security, unlike us. Uh, and yeah, that's they a do. Problem. Yeah, they do. Because uh, you can't get out. Yeah. Greece just built a giant wall. Did you know that? <laughs> they just built a giant. Looks exactly like what Donald Trump was building. Greece just built it. Oh, those racist Trump hating or Trump loving. or This is the Glenn Beck program. One of those. It's just Trump. Uh, Raycon. Somebody once observed that we are each living out our own autobiography. It's like a movie. We're all the stars of our own movie. We experience the world around us. And like any good movie, we have a soundtrack. I'm guessing I'm guessing you have one. Sometimes it's the music you love. Sometimes it's a great audio book or podcast. Even dare I suggest a radio show hosted by some fantastic uh, and entertaining guy. (laughs) Fat, too. Anyway, whatever you have to listen to, whatever you whatever you like, whatever you want, the wireless earbuds from Raycon will make it complete. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as amazing. Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you can't lose. Raycons, create your own soundtrack at buyraycon.com slash Beck. 
buyraycon.com slash back. Save 15% now. And you can head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I want to show you the other hand. It is really important when there's a big crisis, uh, usually government um, created crisis. You have to look to the other hand. What is the other hand doing? Well, I just want to look at the banking sector and your dollar, the economy. Um, We told you um, before COVID started, about six months before that there was going to be a major impact on the banking sector because of what was happening with their emergency repo loan program. Now, the Fed, what they do at night is the the banks have to uh, account and have enough cash in to cover all their holdings in case something happens overnight. And so when there's uh, trouble in the banks, they go, it used to be called the discount window. It was the window of shame. And you would go there and it was public knowledge among the banks. So you could, you could tell which bank was underwater. Whose bank is in trouble? Did you hear they went to the discount window? They had to borrow money. That way, it kept banks responsible. In 2008, they, I think they called it the uh, emergency repo loan uh, window. They got rid of, of the discount window first. They, I think they just made it secret so nobody would know. So it took away all the shame. Uh, now they have a $500 billion loan program. And the banks can go and borrow as much as $500 billion, half a trillion dollars at night. And then they have to repay it over, it used to be, the next morning but now it's up to i think 30 days maybe 60 days and uh it wasn't enough that's what was happening before covid hit and then covid hit and then every all everybody got a big bailout wasn't that great the banks are just awash with cash now big bailout well not enough apparently the federal reserve has transformed its 500 billion dollar emergency repo loan program into a 500 billion standing repo loan. Now, this came out in a press release that we were watching because we're watching the other hand. Press release Friday at 4 p.m. Well, everybody's around looking at the news on Friday, the Friday before a three day weekend, right? It's stunning news, given the fact that inflation is soaring at levels we haven't seen since the Carter era, and we're still in the middle of this pandemic, trillions of government of emergency spending still sloshing through the economy. But as far as the Fed is concerned, the emergency phase of their daily $500 billion of lending to the banking administration is over, and we're now in the new normal where you can get that half a trillion dollars every day and the Fed will pump it into the economy. Now, I know what you're thinking. What if 500 billion isn't enough? Don't worry. The Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, granted himself authority to increase or decrease that amount at his discretion. Next, the New York Federal Reserve decided it was going to stop publishing the Fed now GDP numbers 
for the U.S. economy. I know what you're thinking. Isn't that kind of important? Sure. But they're saying it's getting so complex because of the new variables in their model because of COVID-19. <sighs> they just can't keep up with it. They're tired. And they just can't keep up with that GDP number. Now, this is significant because this is the longest running official GDP number that the Fed publishes. Uh, second reason, hundreds of underlying financial systems and models in the U.S. rely on that GDP number for their own subsequent modeling. So, you know, it's academic research, blah, 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 blah. Let me just break it down to this. This affects you because the Fed now GDP number is used for cost of living adjustments. So your pension, retirement accounts, annuities, all of that follow that number. No word when the Fed can get the uh, Fed now GDP number its third shot. I think Fauci said it's maybe three, maybe three, maybe three. We wish it well. The largest investment brokerage firm in China this weekend there's kind of some news there you should be paying attention to. It's called Evergrande. It has deep ties to the Communist Chinese, Chinese, the Chinese Party. All of it does. Everything is basically a front for the Chinese. Um, they are. Um, uh, they alerted um, that uh, they may get payments and payment bonds uh, due. Uh, and that's concerns for the long-term corporate viability of this uh, of this uh, brokerage investment brokerage firm. So you know, it is described as the Lehman Brothers of China. If this thing goes down, it holds three hundred and fifty billion dollars in debt, about half of which is in U.S. dollar debt. Financial analysts around the world have noted a collapse of Evergrande could be as huge. Uh, and is devastating to the Chinese economy as Lehman Brothers was to the U.S. economy in 2008. It would start, I'm quoting, a cascade of bank, pension, and corporate failures throughout the Chinese economy. Just last week, there was a bank run at the banks connected to or invested in Evergrande, but the Chinese Communist Party stepped in by limiting withdrawals and providing liquidity. And if that doesn't stop there, they'll just shoot people. So this is exciting because if you haven't gotten something, I ordered a stove a year ago. It was supposed to come in. Uh, it was supposed to come in at the beginning of summer. Then it was the end of summer. Now they say no estimate could be another year. You don't want China to uh, fall apart uh, just because of the just because of the the trade barriers for most things mine wasn't coming out of china uh but parts were coming from europe and can't get them if china goes down not 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 what do you say Stu? suboptimal suboptimal, suboptimal. Yeah, that would be suboptimal americans are now paying the highest price for gasoline in history for any labor day weekend and this past week, Saudi Arabia, whom Joe Biden recently called on to increase production. Uh, of course, well, let's remind ourselves that Joe Biden's policies uh, were enacted, blocking all new oil and gas leases on federal grand uh, on land, uh, which is netted uh, resulted in a net decline of over 25 percent for U.S. shale oil. Uh, 
nearly 10% reduction in natural gas production, and uh, higher prices all around. Well, anyway, Saudi Arabia announced last week, because we're paying the highest price on any Labor Day weekend in history, and they're our friends, and Joe Biden is working hard for us, there's a 10% cut in prices per, ba- per barrel and only for a few select markets. My, uh, my wife, Lisa Page, has been uh, allegedly accused of putting these stickers up on uh, gas pumps. Blame by, Biden. By, <laughs> oh, I love Blame that. Biden and, and a picture of Biden saying, I did that. And they seem to be pointing to the, the, the gas price. Oh, I love that. And, she, <laughs> and uh, look, some photos might indicate that she's she, done that she's done that but i think she just happens to be filling up at gas pumps and taking pictures yeah of that occurring i would hope so that would be wrong mm-hmm. anyway um the uh, saudi arabia said 10 percent uh cut in prices per barrel for select markets remember joe biden went over and said hey can you help us out this is too much and they said uh no uh-uh. we're not one of the select markets um they're going to be discounting for uh, china and uh and india so great. That's good. Good for them. It's working out good well. And the Wall Street Journal reported this week, J.P. Morgan, J.P. Morgan Chase. Remember, the one that doesn't want any of the Flynn family involved uh, won't carry their credit cards because they're disreputable. Uh, the Wall Street Journal has reported this week that J.P. Morgan, the largest bank in the U.S., is engaging in trading its own shares of stock in what is known as dark pools. Now, what could go wrong? I don't even know what dark pools are, but it sounds great, right? Economists refer to dark pools as stock trades that don't happen on public exchanges like the NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange, but rather happen offline. Dark pool trading is not technically illegal. It's generally only practices uh, practiced by uh, pure investment banks or brokerages. It's unheard of that an FDIC-insured Federal Reserve and U.S. government-backed too-big-to-fail bank is engaging in any kind of dark pool trading. The reason why this is worth noting, let's go back to 2008. Do you remember the derivative trading, you know, in the mortgage bond market and how it crashed the global economy? Is, Is that dark pool trading? That's not monitored or regulated by the SEC. So now we have the largest bank in the U.S., one that has been convicted of five felonies. J.P. Morgan Chase convicted of five felonies since 2012. They have paid billions of dollars in fines to the SEC and the DOJ. They're actively engaged in trading hundreds of billions of dollars worth of shares in offline markets not being monitored by the federal government. Hmm. Hmm. Now that puts that bank at huge risk. But remember, that bank is 100% backed by your tax dollars. So don't worry. You can bail them out at any time. Watch the other hand. Something very bad is happening with the banks and the uh, the way we are now all starting to do business at that level. When you're not aware of these things, when you're not included in these things, you're the one that ends up getting screwed. 
All right, AMAC. I want to talk to you about AMAC for just a minute. The Association of Mature American Citizens. This group is now over 2 million members strong and growing. It's not just the type of group that you want to join when you're 50 or older. It is the group you want to join. It is really important, um, their advocacy, what they do, they'll give you all the discounts and everything else, but their advocacy is really important. The AMAC members have played a significant role in stopping the passage of House Resolution 1. That's the Pelosi federal takeover of all election uh, legislation. They're going to be asked now to do the same thing for Resolution 4. Another terrible bill trying to establish federal control of all elections. These people in Washington just don't care. And that's why AMAC is there. They take our voices and they are a proud defender of the Constitution, a proud defender of our liberties. And they deliver a wallop in Washington. The time is now. We have to get ahead of these things and we have to band together, stand together with AMAC. Join for the advocacy, the benefits, and the information. Most importantly, join because America needs you in the fight now. AMAC.US slash Beck. That's AMAC.US slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck problem, uh, Glenn Beck problem, the Glenn Beck program. Sorry, I was reading about the problems over in the Middle East as I'm uh, talking to you. Uh, let me uh, uh, let me let me just play a NBC guest that is openly admitting that, yeah, the State Department is blocking flights. I just spoke with the uh, communications director of Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut. Right now are 19 American citizens and their families and 40 SIV holders and their families. Those would be translators who worked with the United States military that are waiting to fly out of Mazar Sharif on those charter planes. That is being held up by the State Department and the White House. I, I want to repeat that. It is the State Department and the White House. I also heard that Senator Blumenthal at a tractor parade today in Western Connecticut had constituents complaining about how the Biden administration is fumbling and failing in terms of helping these Afghans get out of the countries. Uh, these are our allies, and this is a growing political problem for President Biden. It is not going to go away. He and Secretary Blinken must address it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there you have, when, when somebody starts to jockey for position, they're all starting to go, wait a minute, I'm not going to be part of this fallout. I, I want to be part of the solution. And they're all starting to scramble, and they will rat on each other. And I, I'm glad they are. I'm glad they are. Um, thank you for coming out with, uh, with all of that. Do we have, uh, how much time do we have? Yeah, let me play. Uh, th- now, this is weird because this is the uh, Joint Chief of Staff Chairman, General Mark Milley, um, on Afghanistan. Listen to this. Is the U.S. safer today since the U.S. has withdrawn from Afghanistan? Well, you know, this is something that um, I've thought a lot about um, and and I personally think that my military estimate is is that the conditions are uh, likely to develop uh, of a civil war. I, do, I don't know if the Taliban is going to be able to consolidate power and establish governance. They may be, maybe not. Uh, but I think there's at least a, a very good probability uh, of a broader civil war. And that will then in turn lead to conditions that could, in fact, 
lead to a reconstitution of al-Qaeda or a growth of ISIS hmm. or other myriad of terrorist groups. So I think the, the short answer to your question is uh, we don't know yet, but the conditions are very likely, in my opinion, that, and I've testified this and I've said it in public, uh, that you could see a resurgence of terrorism coming out of that general region within 12, 24, 36 months. Well, I think he's wrong. I think it'd be faster than that, but good for him. Good for him. Is anybody surprised uh, by any of this? Uh, when, we, uh, when we come back, what is it like to be stranded and alone with no help coming and the government, uh, you know, just hating women as much as they do. What's it like to be stranded and abortionless in Texas? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We're ISIS now. Did you know that? We're ISIS. You know, I think they have lost perspective. I think the left has lost perspective. We'll go there next. <laughs> 